0: For the first episode of Enlisted, I sat down with Master Sergeant Edward Taylor, who became part of the military in the early 90s. During our discussion, he tells us about his time working in the medical division and gives some advice to people looking to enlist.
1: Okay, so uh, when did you uh, join the military? Uh,
2: August, early August of 1990.
1: Nineteen ninety that's a long time ago, so yes, sir, was, where was that in your life? That was like after college or what? Yeah, I was a little
2: older than you know most people that go right after high school. I'd already graduated college, and uh I had the student loan debt, so I had to figure out some way to pay it back, so really, I just joined to get the student loaner payment,
1: but you're still in right now, right, so.
2: Uh, technically, yeah, I'm still in, I just put a retirement packet in about three days ago. So you liked it?
1: So, so you stayed?
2: I don't know if I would say that. There were certain times that I liked it, you know, the the first 10 years were abysmal.
1: Abysmal? Okay. So, mm-hmm. so what, what was it like? Like, what, was it some, what's basic like, like, all oh, signing up, I don't know, tell me some exciting things.
2: Uh, like, you know, basic training was interesting. You know, like I said, I was 25 or 26 when I went, so I was a little bit older. Yeah, but that's the
1: peak of your physical existence.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't have much problem, really. I mean, well, I mean, they make it a pain in the neck. They do a lot of head games, and it's, you know, sleep deprivation and yelling at you and everything else like that. Like, But the physical part, I mean... You know, I, I was didn't have a whole lot of problem with it. Some of the people did, but I, I really didn't. Nope. But yeah, the the younger guys. I mean, it was it was kind of interesting seeing how people could get fooled, just psychologically. How you know, with the drill sergeants yelling at them, how they they freaked out.
1: So what? So you joined into the army, right? And then what was your like? What was your position? You were a doctor, or?
2: No, I, well, you know, when I joined, I wasn't really, you know, I I was somewhat of a, uh, I wouldn't say a hippie, but kind of a little close to that type of attitude. So I really wasn't, you know, big into the military and, uh, you know, I I know history pretty good. So, you know, I just went back to all the wars and said, you know, what war would I, you know wouldn't have had a problem giving my life for. And there really wasn't a whole lot of them. So really I just picked something, you know, I figured I'll pick something on the medical side. So, you know, if there is a war, you know, I could go downrange in a, you know, in a a med hospital or like a mash hospital. But I mean, for the most part, you know, you're not, it's not a combat arms uh, MOS. MOS is a jo- your job title.
1: Right, right.
2: Um so that's what I picked and then plus the the recruiter said yeah it's in San Antonio so I'm like oh yeah well I'll be in San Antonio for the winter that would be great Uh yeah I mean the tra- the basic training I went to Fort Dix New Jersey and that was just obviously a pain and then the the training in the San Antonio uh yeah it was pretty fun I I liked it that was for a a, a lab tech
1: So you were you were a lab tech while you were in enlisted?
2: Yeah, I was a lab tech, uh, you know, for the first 10 years, maybe. Okay.
1: And then, well, so did you ever, what was the closest you've ever gotten to, to combat?
2: Not close at all.
1: Not close at all?
2: I mean, we got, we got uh, mobilized. We got mobilized. Somebody gave me a call in 2006. I was really the height of both those wars and, and more so in Iraq. In Afghanistan at that point. We had packed so many people into Iraq. I mean, we probably had eighteen thousand in Afghanistan and hundred and twenty in Iraq. So, you know, in two thousand and six they were both hopping. So they called said we we're getting mobilized and I'm like, Whoa, jeez, okay. So where are we going? Iraq or Afghanistan? And they said Germany. So
1: I went That's to Germany. Did <laughs> you they say, they say <laughs> yeah. Germany? What? So what was yeah. going
2: on in Germany then? Like why did they send you there? Well the all the all the um all the wounded that that leave from uh either Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, they'll, they'll go to a hospital over there, but then they as soon as they can they they stabilize them and they would send them to the Landstuhl uh regional medical facility. Oh, okay. uh which is right next to ramstein air force base so any, any of the injuries that coming out of either of those two theaters they went they went into that hospital uh, where I work at huh.
1: so you you're, yeah, you're so, probably pretty okay with blood then right
2: yeah yeah it well at that and at that point I changed my m o s so I was the x ray tech at that point. Okay. Oh, uh, and you know, you you go. I didn't realize, but with the X-ray tech, you, you go all over the hospital. So I mean, we're going into the ICU, the PACU, NICU, ER, O R, all over the place. Huh. Um, yeah, and you see, you see a lot of the you see a lot of the major major injuries that were coming out down there.
1: So, oh, but you never had to do it uh deal directly with people's injuries.
2: You know, you went up into the ICU every day. That's where the you know, the, the worst cases were. And you had to do mo- mostly chest x rays.
1: Right. So there's probably a lot of times where you were like feeling like you made the right decision of uh going down the medical route, right? <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I mean definitely. I mean, you know, like a sitting out, you know. But I, I always felt there was a difference between those two wars. I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, we shouldn't have gone to." E-. Well, yeah, we should have gone to Afghanistan, and after nine eleven, that's probably one of the few cases where you know, if I died, I died. Uh, no, Iraq was, is a totally opposite. I mean, we, we, you know, I never felt we should have been there in the first place.
1: So, so you uh, would have gave your life for Afghanistan? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had a you know a problem with it. You know what I mean?
1: Why is that? Like, why do you feel strongly about that? work?
2: Well, I mean, that's where you know. I mean, I felt because we, we really needed to be there. I mean, that's where all the training centers were for um, for the Al Qaeda. They were all in Afghanistan.
0: Al Qaeda, or the base in English, was founded by Osama bin Laden and dates back to the 1970s. This terrorist group was responsible for 9/11 and has been linked to radical groups around the world.
2: I mean, we there's no doubt we should have went in there. You, you know, people lump those two wars together, but they're they're really totally opposite. Now, it, Iraq was just a uh, a uh, bogus.
1: Why? What do you mean? Do you think we just we weren't we're done? We need to get out of there. We just staying too long.
2: We should have never went there in the first place. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, he's a bad guy with weapons of mass destruction. Well, there's a lot of other people, uh, you know, we're already fighting one war in Afghanistan, first of all. You know, there's a lot of other people. There's, not, there's a lot of other bad guys out there. It doesn't mean you can go in and, and, and you know, start a war and take, take them all out. And then, uh, you know, to add insult to injury, well, he didn't have weapons of mass destruction.
0: Some would compare the war in Iraq to the war in Vietnam. No one has any real idea why we were there. Some of the claims were that Iraq was in violation of Security Council Resolution 1373, which stated that Iraq was supporting terrorist groups. There was also claims that Iraq was making weapons of mass destruction and that Iraq used proceeds from the Oil for Food UN program to purchase weapons instead of food for its people.
1: So it sounds like your job was pretty, uh, you know, it was laid back kinda, not anything crazy, but was there anything that like uh what else? what else was going on? Did you do anything crazy or like what, what happens in downtime? Yeah.
2: So so me and the other you remember Mike Green that that, that black guy? Yeah. That, yeah. So he was a lab tech too. So we both went So, said, Well, let's get in this school, we gotta go. They said, No, 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 because active duties they're, they're they're getting all the active duty guys to go through there first. Okay. So the next year me and Green went to get in the school again. He said, no, 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 they're still cycling all these active duty guys in. So at some point in time during that year, we go over to Brook Army Hospital in San Antonio, one of the crown jewels of the of the army. Right. We go to work in there and they said, Oh, these two cats, these guys can't work in here. They don't have a MOS. We don't they don't have a job. In other words, they're saying we don't we're not certified anymore because we didn't go to that new school. So the colonel of our of our unit you know gets his panties in a wad over that. <laughs> he was really mad about that. Like he, he you know, apparently made him look like an ass or something. I don't know, but he was really pissed. So when we got back to the unit, he stuck us on guard duty. Okay. We were like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then like he put us on permanent guard duty. You know, outside the outside the gate of the, you know, the unit. There were several, you know, several units drilled there. So, we he put us out. So, this cat put us out on permanent guard duty. Right. So, we were kind of pissed about it for about, you know, a month or two. But then, uh, but then it was like, well, wait a minute. We don't have to do any of that stupid shit that they're all doing in there. All we got to do is come here and do this guard shack thing. And if one of us don't make it, you know, we'll just, you know, whatever. We'll just act like he was there. So all that dumb stuff the unit did, the sexual harassment, all the classes, blah, blah, blah. We didn't do any of that. You know how long that guy kept us on guard
1: duty? How long?
2: I think it was almost three years.
1: Three years of guard duty? (laughs) (laughs) The
2: best three years of my reserve career.
1: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you just showed up and you sat in the booth. Is that the idea? Uh,
2: yeah, and really, you only need one guy in the booth. We had me and this guy were the two highest ranking, and they they always stuck like I think we we're stuck with like four other duds yeah and uh so we just had to keep an eye on them make sure they did what they had to do you know and you really only needed one or two guys at the shack so you know
1: right if you
2: had something to do you go do it you know i mean but yeah because they put us out there and then when that 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 colonel left i got a new one came in and he called me into his office and said, you know, that's really I, I, that's really embarrassing what they did to you guys. I can't believe they did that. From this day forward, you're not on guard duty anymore. And I'm like, oh, damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I had to tell Green and all them guys, like, hey, we're not on guard duty anymore. They are all upset, man.
1: <laughs> and they liked it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Green told me I got to go back in there and tell them that, you know, somebody's got to be out here to watch this gate.
1: all right fool i'm gonna let you get going man all right thanks talking to me bro
0: that was the first episode that's a wrap thank you all for listening to enlisted and make sure you check back next week because we will have more stories from our u.s military members For the first episode of Enlisted, I sat down with Master Sergeant Edward Taylor, who became part of the military in the early 90s. During our discussion, he tells us about his time working in the medical division and gives some advice to people looking to enlist.
1: Okay, so uh, when did you uh, join the military?
2: August, early August of 1990.
1: Nineteen ninety that's a long time ago, so yes, sir, was, where was that in your life? That was like after college or what? Yeah,
2: I was a little older than you know most people that go right after high school. I'd already graduated college, and uh, I had the student loan debt, so I had to figure out some way to pay it back, so really, I just joined to get the student loaner payment,
1: but you're still in right now, right, so.
2: Uh, technically, yeah, I'm still in, I just put a retirement packet in about three days ago. So you liked it?
1: So, so you stayed?
2: I don't know if I would say that. There were certain times that I liked it, you know, the the first 10 years were abysmal.
1: Abysmal? Okay. So, mm-hmm. so what, what was it like? Like, what, was it some, what's basic like, like, all oh, signing up, I don't know, tell me some exciting things.
2: Uh, like, you know, basic training was interesting. You know, like I said, I was 25 or 26 when I went, so I was a little bit older. Yeah, but that's the
1: peak of your physical existence.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't have much problem, really. I mean, well, I mean, they make it a pain in the neck. They do a lot of head games, and it's, you know, sleep deprivation and yelling at you and everything else like that. Like, But the physical part, I mean... You know, I, I was didn't have a whole lot of problem with it. Some of the people did, but I, I really didn't. Nope. But yeah, the the younger guys. I mean, it was it was kind of interesting seeing how people could get fooled, just psychologically. How you know, with the drill sergeants yelling at them, how they they freaked out.
1: So what? So you joined into the army, right? And then what was your like? What was your position? You were a doctor, or?
2: No, I, well, you know, when I joined, I wasn't really, you know, I I was somewhat of a, uh, I wouldn't say a hippie, but kind of a little close to that type of attitude. So I really wasn't, you know, big into the military and, uh, you know, I I, I know history pretty good, so, you know, I just went back to all the wars and said, you know, what war would I, you know... I wouldn't have had a problem giving my life for, and there really wasn't a whole lot of them. So really, I just picked something. You know, I figured I'll pick something on the medical side. So you know, if there is a war, you know, I could go downrange in a, you know, in a a med hospital or like a mASH hospital. But I mean, for the most part, you know, you're not. It's not a combat arms uh, MOS. MOS is a jo- Your job title.
1: Right. Right.
2: Um, so that's what I picked. And then plus they the the recruiter said yeah, it's in San Antonio. So I'm like, Oh yeah, well I'll be in San Antonio for the winter. That'd be great. Uh yeah, I mean the tra- the basic training I went to Fort Dixon, New Jersey, and that was just obviously a pain. And then the, the training in San Antonio, uh yeah, it was pretty fun. I I liked it. That was for a, a, a lab tech.
1: So you were you were a lab tech while you were in enlisted?
2: Yeah, I was a lab tech, uh you know, for the first ten years maybe.
1: Okay. And then well so did you ever what was the closest you've ever gotten to, to combat?
2: Not close at all.
1: Not close at all.
2: I mean we got we got uh mobilized. We got mobilized somebody gave me a call in two thousand six. I was really the height of both those wars and, and more so in Iraq. In Afghanistan at that point. We had packed so many people into Iraq. I mean, we probably had 18,000 in Afghanistan and 120 in Iraq. So, you know, in 2006, they were both hopping. So they called said we are getting mobilized. And I'm like, whoa, jeez, okay. So where are we going, Iraq or Afghanistan? And they said Germany. So
1: I went That's to the Germany.
2: They
1: said <laughs> yeah. you the Germany? What? So what was yeah. going on
2: in Germany then? Like why did they send you there? Well the all the all the um all the wounded that that leave from uh, either Iraq or Afghanistan, you know, they'll, they'll go to a hospital over there, but then they as soon as they can they they stabilize them and they would send them to the Landstuhl uh regional medical facility. Oh, okay. uh, which is right next to ramstein air force base so any any of the injuries that coming out of either of those two theaters they went they went into that hospital uh, where I work at huh.
1: so you you're, yeah, you're so, probably pretty okay with blood then right
2: yeah yeah it well at that and at that point I changed my m o s so I was the x ray tech at that point. Okay. Oh, uh, and you know, you you go. I didn't realize, but with the X ray tech, you, you go all over the hospital. So I mean, we're going into the ICU, the PACU, NICU, ER, O R, all over the place.
1: Huh.
2: Um. Yeah, and you see, you see a lot of the you see a lot of the major major injuries that were coming out down there.
1: So, oh, but you never had to do it. Uh, deal directly with people's injuries.
2: You know, you went up into the ICU every day. That's where the, you know, the the worst cases were. And you had to do mostly chest x-rays.
1: Right. So there's probably a lot of times where you were like, feeling like you made the right decision of uh, going down the medical route. Right.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean definitely I mean, you know, like a sitting out, you know, but I I always felt there was a difference between those two wars. I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, we shouldn't have gone to Well, yeah, we should have gone to Afghanistan and after 9/11. That's probably one of the few cases where, you know, if I died, I died. Uh, no, Iraq was, is a totally opposite. I mean, we we, you know, I never felt we should have been there in the first place.
1: So so uh, you would have gave your life for Afghanistan, is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Okay. I
2: wouldn't I wouldn't have had a, you know, a problem with it, you know what I mean?
1: Why is that? Like why do you feel strongly about that work?
2: Well, I mean, that's where, you know, I mean, I felt because we, we really needed to be there. I mean, that's where all the training centers were for um for the Al Qaeda, they were all in Afghanistan.
0: Al Qaeda, or the base in English, was founded by Osama bin Laden and dates back to the 1970s. This terrorist group was responsible for 9/11 and has been linked to radical groups around the world.
2: I mean, we there's no doubt we should have went in there. You, you know, people lump those two wars together, but they're they're really totally opposite. Now, it, Iraq was just a uh, a uh, bogus.
1: Why? What do you mean? Do you think we just we weren't we're done. We need to get out of there. We're just staying too long.
2: We should have never went there in the first place. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, he's a bad guy with weapons of mass destruction. Well, there's a lot of other people, uh, you know, we're already fighting one war in Afghanistan, first of all. You know, there's a lot of other people. There's a lot lot of other bad guys out there. It doesn't mean you can go in and, and, you know, start a war and take take them all out. And then, uh, you know, to add insult to injury, well, he didn't have weapons of mass destruction.
0: Some would compare the war in Iraq to the war in Vietnam. No one has any real idea why we were there. Some of the claims were that Iraq was in violation of Security Council Resolution 1373, which stated that Iraq was supporting terrorist groups. There was also claims that Iraq was making weapons of mass destruction and that Iraq used proceeds from the Oil for Food UN program to purchase weapons instead of food for its people.
1: So it sounds like your job was pretty, uh, you know, it was laid back kinda, not anything crazy, but was there anything that like uh what else? what else was going on? Did you do anything crazy or like what, what happens in downtime? Yeah.
2: So so me and the other you remember Mike Green that that, that black guy? Yeah. That, yeah. So he was a lab tech too. So we both went So, said, Well, let's get in this school, we gotta go. They said, No, 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 because active duties they're 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 getting all the active duty guys to go through there first. Okay. So the next year me and Green went to get in the school again. He said, no no no, they're still cycling all these active duty guys in. So at some point in time during that year, we go over to Brook Army Hospital in San Antonio, one of the crown jewels of the of the army. Right. We go to work in there and they said, Oh, these two guys, these guys can't work in here. They don't have a MOS. We don't they don't have a job. In other words, they're saying we don't we're not certified anymore because we didn't go to that new school. So the colonel of our of our unit, you know, gets his panties in a wad over that. He was really mad about that. Like he, he you know, apparently made him look like an ass or something. I don't know, but he was really pissed. So when we got back to the unit, he stuck us on guard duty.
1: Okay. He were
2: like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then like he put us on permanent guard duty. You know, outside the outside the gate of the, you know, the unit. There were several, you know, several units drilled there. So we he put us out. So this cat put us out on permanent guard duty. Right. So we were kind of pissed about it for about, you know, a month or two. But then, uh, but then it was like, well, wait a minute. We don't have to do any of that stupid shit that they're all doing in there. All we got to do is come here and do this guard shack thing. And if one of us don't make it, you know, we'll just, you know, whatever. We'll just act like he was there. So all that dumb stuff the unit did, the sexual harassment, all the classes, blah, blah, blah. We didn't do any of that. You know how long that guy kept us on guard duty? How long? I think it was almost three years.
1: Three years of guard duty? (laughs)
2: the best three years of my reserve career
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) you just showed up and you sat in the booth is that the idea
2: uh yeah and really you only need one guy in the booth we had me and this guy were the two highest ranking and they they always stuck like i think we're stuck with like four other duds Yeah. And uh, so we just had to keep an eye on them, make sure they did what they had to do, you know. And you really only needed one or two guys at the shack. So, you know. Right. If you had something to do, you go do it, you know. I mean. But, yeah, because they put us out there. And then when that that Colonel left, I got a new one came in. And he called me into his office and said, you know, that's really I, I, that's really embarrassing what they did to you guys. I can't believe they did that. From this day forward, you're not on guard duty anymore. And I'm like, oh, damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I had to tell Green and all them guys, like, hey, we're not on guard duty anymore. They were all upset, man.
1: And <laughs> they liked it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Green told me I got to go back in there and tell them that, you know, somebody's got to be out here to watch this gate.
0: <laughs>
1: all right fool i'm gonna let you get going man all right thanks for talking to me bro uh, later.
0: that was the first episode that's a wrap thank you all for listening to enlisted and make sure you check back next week because we will have more stories from our u.s military members